I don't understand. I maybe I'm a boomer when it comes to memes, Scott, because I I just don't get them. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay. I mean, they're not for everybody, right? They're they're for the youth, by the youth, made by uh, a lot of people overseas. You know, there's a lot of youth in Asia, probably making these memes. I'm sorry. What now? <laughs> To the front podcast of the internet. I'm your host, Scotty G. And I'm your other host, Willie the B. <laughs> you can decide what the B stands for. <laughs> the bold, the beautiful, the butthead, the the bungus. So can I tell you how uh too far down the rabbit hole into TikTok I've become, Scott? Go for it, but I can only imagine with uh, what I've seen on TikTok that you've seen a lot of rabbit holes. So there, there, there's there's issues with TikTok outside of the app and its safety altogether. Tell now, me more. The, the I would say the main issue is that it is a cesspool of children being overly sexualized. You you can't argue with that. That's just kind of the way that it is. You could have stopped with the with just the cesspool of children, and I would have believed you. Okay. Yeah. That's not wrong either, which I want to point out that these kids have gotten so much fame and publicity. One of the main people, I shouldn't say main, one of the largest creators on the platform, her name is Charlie D'Amelio. She has, I think it's like 85 million followers on the app. How old is this person? She is 16 years old. 85 million yeah, and it grows. It grows like a million a week. It's it's insane. Like there's just no stopping this person. But no like no shame to her. She is doing huge deals because TikTok doesn't really have a way to make money the way that Vine did. There isn't a bunch of like built-in advertisement yet. But Hold, it's starting. But but what I don't understand is what did she do to garner such a large following? She makes dance videos. Okay. Is that all now, TikTok is? Is just like dancing skankily to to some, I guess, current top 40 clip? Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, that would be the easiest way to sum up the application. Now, this is a Reddit show, Scott, and now we're talking about TikTok. So let me get to the point of this. This girl, in like most of her videos, if she wasn't doing a dance video and she was doing videos with others, she always had Dunkin' Donuts. So I is went she to from Dunkin America? Donuts today. Yeah, she's from America. She's, I don't know. West Coast, maybe? I don't know. She's a child. I don't want to follow her. That's weird. Because we run on Dunkin', Willie. She has her own drink now. Shut up. And I was embarrassed, but it's the only branded drink at Dunkin' Donuts right now. You go in and you order the Charlie, and it's delicious. But think about how much money this girl must have made as a 16-year-old to have the one and only individually branded drink at Dunkin' Donuts, which is arguably the second largest coffee brand in the United States behind Starbucks. I imagine it's a lot, but it's probably her. Imagine how much her parents or legal guardians are actually making off of this. Not this 16 year old who doesn't have access to that money for what, two more years? Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, six, 16, you probably got to be 18 before you can really like take take a hold of it. Her parents also show up in some of her videos. So, like, she has really cool down-to-earth parents. By the way, mom, what a fox. Wowza. Does she dance in the videos? The mom? No. 
Wow, that's disappointing. She probably dances somewhere else. I'm just what kidding. about the she dad? Uh, dad just seems like a super cool dude. He seems very much like a fringe Terry, not in a negative way. And like, the, a Terry, <laughs> in, in, a Terry aspires to be this person. But oh, they live wow. in like a giant, beautiful mansion of a house. So like, clearly mom and dad are doing well for themselves too. Okay, okay. So there's there's probably some push behind this. I mean, yeah, symmetrical think- people make yeah. the most amount of money, Scott. Exactly. Exactly. Was that a Reddit post? No. I, no, it had nothing to do with Reddit other okay. than I started my day with Duncan. <laughs> this week's unofficial sponsor of the, I can't even do it. I, sorry, fuck you, Duncan. What is going on in the world of Reddit this week, Scott? Well, since we're starting off on a food-related topic, I will continue that trend with this week in shower thoughts. Somebody That's posted where I have that. my best thoughts. I know, right? But somebody posted, we do not check the refrigerator multiple times to find new food. We check to see if our standards have dropped enough to eat what was available. Agree or disagree, Willie? Oh, that's a really deep question, man. This is why this is why I love shower thoughts. The, ver- the yeah. very first comment is bread, Nutella, milk, and marshmallow. And they're like, eh, forget about it. Four hours later. Bread, Nutella, milk, marshmallow. Ah, feast for a king. I put those two things together just now and was like, yeah, I would eat that. What's what's wrong with that? (laughs) Throw throw that in the oven? Toast it up a little bit? Mmm, delicious. I do the same thing, and I think it's, it's because my life is controlled by food. I envy those people in this world, and Scott, you understand the feelings that I have here, but my For me? No, not, I mean, probably. I, I do want to know your opinions here in a second, but my day is controlled by food. So when I go look at the fridge, yeah, I'm thinking about, like, should I lower my standards to to make a tortilla with shredded cheese and mustard and call it a meal? Oh, my God. You put mustard in a tortilla and cheese? Well, there's no, there's no calories, so it makes me feel better about my terrible decisions. Ugh. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm in your same boat. I have a disease where I literally can't eat salt otherwise i will die and it's it's tough to just say like this is all i got in the fridge and because of covid uh i can't just walk down to the store at any point in time and feel safe about my life choices yeah but before you lost like 70 pounds food controlled you as well what like what did you think about every day when you were going to work that's when right. Were... I was I was a sub and food was the top. No, I mean back when I could eat my druthers, it doesn't matter what is available as long as it is close by. If Chipotle What's... was closest, I would eat Chipotle. If a pizza was closest, that. What's oh, maybe look, the my... most uh, uncomfortable thing you have chosen to eat yourself? The most uncomfortable thing? I should call I should let me clarify. What is the most bachelor thing you've chosen to eat? Oh boy. The well, it's a tie. It's either an entire bag of Gardettos, and I'm talking like the large bag, or an entire bag of Doritos, and I'm talking the large bag. And that was my dinner. That was my dinner. Would you purchase any other size bag? I mean, you know, it's like 50 cents more. I'm going to buy it. But that that was old me. Like, I don't need to spend 30 minutes, an hour, like, producing some delicious plated up meal. No, I got fast food right here in the form of a bag. I pop it open, I sit down, 
whatever's on TV doesn't matter because I'm just stuffing my face until this bag is gone. And that's, that's how I used to live. Eat it until it was gone. Clear your plate. <laughs> so maybe the most iconic for me amongst people that I've spoken to about this I didn't know what I wanted to eat. I didn't want to go make anything. Scott, this is back when you and I lived in the same apartment building, and I just didn't have money to go buy a bunch of food. So I went into my fridge. I Hmm. found a bag of shredded cheese. I opened that bitch up. I grabbed a fork, and I ate the whole thing. Yeah, I remember you telling me this story, and I still feel bad for you about that one. You know, my bowels still think about it. (laughs) I'm I'm sure some of that cheese is still up there. (laughs) So disgusting. So speaking of like looking at the terrible decisions that we make in our lives and the the stupid shit, did you see this week on the subreddit, watch people die inside? What happened to the Serbian president? Yes. I don't, I didn't read too much into it because it had to do with our current administration and didn't have time, but I'm pretty sure the only thing it was missing was a little bit of music that we can talk about after you tell everyone. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me walk you through what happened to this president. So I, I don't understand how, if you're in a place of, of political power, how you wouldn't have an understanding of the things that you're putting your name to. It kind of feels like this is the like this is the core responsibility of my job is to enact things into law and not fuck it up so this week there's a video that says the moment serbian president vucic don't mess it up don't mess it up i'm not going to figure that one out realizes that the statement he just signed apparently without reading commits his country to moving its embassy in jerusalem or in israel to jerusalem which is like a huge deal in the world so all of a sudden president trump is talking about bringing these people in, signing this declaration, and he looks down, he flips to the back page, he notices what he's signing, he looks off to the side to one of his advisors and just puts his hand on his head like, I cannot believe I have just done this. And it was for a brief second, too. Like, he put his hand up to his head like, oh, my God. And then he realized he was on camera, so he turned it into, like, a quick hair flip. But you could tell he just wanted to, like... Put his face down on that desk and not look up. And the thing is, is like he already signed it. It's not the beginning of the signing process. It's the end. Like it's over. He could have made he could have made waves across the world if he would have looked at it right before signing and got up and said no. Now, I feel like we should be fair in explaining what this was all about. So do you want to do you want to kind of go over, you know, what was leading up to this embarrassing moment for this president? I don't know this. I don't know the details around this. Oh, our our administration brokered a, I guess, it's not a ceasefire, and it wasn't really a treaty. It was just kind of like an end to hostilities between two countries that have kind of been at each other's throats for, for a while. It should explain a little bit more in the post itself. But yeah, there was there was definitely some concessions having to be made. And I think just based on the way that that guy reacted... Do you know do you know the Larry David show on HBO Curb? Have heard have heard of it? Curb your enthusiasm? That one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the ending of his show has some very recognizable music and that would have been like a perfect perfect <laughs> little segue for that entire video. You've heard it a hundred times. And- yeah. 
there has been a s- centuries long fight over Jerusalem and Israel and who has what space, who has claim to what, whose capital is where, what does the border look like? One wants the whole thing, the other wants the whole thing. And it it's unfortunately it's not going to be a dispute decided in our generation. I don't well, not think with so. that attitude. Well, this is why I'm not in politics, Scott. So yeah, if you start reading through the comments, there's a ton of information on this. Here's one little snippet. I'm not going to read the whole thing because this is like a, a block of text. But it says, all right, here's the skinny on um, the Jews' claim to Israel. The Jewish people base their claim uh, to the land of Israel on at least four premises. One, God promised the land uh, to Abraham. Two, the Jewish people settled and developed the land. Three, the international community granted political sovereignty to the in Palestine to the Jewish people. And four, the territory was captured in a defensive war. And then this... It's kind of just going on to explain a little bit more of what that fight has looked like as uh, early as like 1946 or even 1919 here. But, well, it, it looks like this person was made a mockery of themselves by mistake. So progress <laughs> because because people didn't read. It's pretty amazing. I I honestly don't know if like that's what actually happened, but... It's certainly what it looks like on paper, and I think we can all get a little chuckle out of it, no matter what. I also have some world news, Willie. Ooh, yes, please. It turns out, it turns out that Sudan, you know Sudan? You've been there a couple times. Yeah. Hey, FBI, how's it going? Uh, off the record. Uh, they decided to end 30 years of Islamic law by separating religion and state. Hold on, What? Yeah, I, I so, did not. I did not hear that this week. That's actually yeah. really big news. That's huge, right? the The transitional government of Sudan agreed to separate religion from state, ending thirty years of Islamic rule in North Africa, or in their North African nation. How cool is that? They just I, they the 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 prime minister said for Sudan to become a democratic country where the rights of all citizens are enshrined. The constitution should be based on the principle of separation of religion and state, in the absence of which the right to self-determination must be respected. How Democracy. is it, and this isn't meant to be a comparison of the United States to the world, but how is it that Sudan, who has <laughs> been a country of oppression for their people for many years, many, many years of civil war, can get this right when we have things in position to to claim that it's correct and we still can't get it right. Yeah, it's it's just cool to see like this is this is two parties coming together and actually working with each other. Granted it's a it's a little different, you know, we're not we're trying to go backwards for some reason, but <laughs> it it just reminds me and I I'm going to get a lot of these facts wrong, but there was uh, a an election in one of the southern states where a woman got elected who is a believer in QAnon. Do you know this story? Did you hear this? Are you talking about the woman who was was basically voted to represent her party? Is that what that was? was I think so. I think it's somebody who will be running for a seat for a position but hasn't hasn't got fully elected by the entire body okay. of people yet. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene. She okay. won a House primary in Georgia. So that means she... She's going to be the representative of that party. Yeah, it says Miss Greene's victory 
came as six states were holding elections on Tuesday, with Ilhan Omar holding off a well-funded primary challenge in Minnesota. So does this mean that she's running in our state? No. No, 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 no. It just means that she's going to be the Republican candidate for whatever seat she's going for. Which uh, says, uh, I believe, Georgia. Now, there's a, a video circulating. It was harder to find. I found it on TikTok earlier today where she went in to talk about, she went in on Ilhan Omar uh, from Minnesota stating that she should just go back to her country. She isn't welcome here. The United States. Okay. And that she should work on making their country great again. And once again, the United States. And maybe she should stop trying to bring in radical Islam from her country into her country and <laughs> the united states yes how how do people get this wrong i i've never ever understood the debate that like you should tell somebody go back to your own country where does this come from that's a really good question what's another really good question is how do so many people bite on the same bait right and also when did radical become a bad word it used to be super cool the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Same page. Same page, Willie. Everything that was rad or radical was amazing. Which is why we can consider ourselves so radical, Scott. <laughs> Look at us with our Zubas we're, and our starter jackets. We're radical. Our body shapes are very tubular. No, but yeah, you're right. Like the conspiracy theories, which we've talked about, people just dive in and they want to believe X-Files style. How? Just... Something that's out of the ordinary. Like, is your life so boring? Is the world so boring today? Has, have things gotten so good that you need something else to be, to feel adventure in your life, to feel you know, some sort of excitement, to get it up in the morning? I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, as two men in our 30s, we still don't have a hard time getting it up in the morning. I mean, getting up in the morning. And there's lots of things for when we can't. It won't. What else happened this week, Willie? <laughs> yeah. So talking about uh, our world crumbling in front of us on the subreddit, interesting as fuck, there was a post that said when the roof of an abandoned shopping mall collapsed, water accumulated and it became a breeding ground for mosquitoes. What do you think Ugh. locals did to solve for that? Where Where is it? It looks like it's in... Bangkok. It's the New World Mall in Bangkok. It was closed in 1997. And in okay. 1999, there was a fire that made the roof collapse. So that's how... What What are we talking about? 20, 20 plus years? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to guess that the locals went with tradition and tried to use fire. They burned the mosquitoes. Hey, we live in Minnesota, Scott. We know that fire doesn't kill mosquitoes. Those things are impenetrable to that. Nothing kills mosquitoes, especially Minnesota brand mosquitoes. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by mosquitoes. They suck. <laughs> uh, no, they put fish in in the bottom because the, there was so much rain that accumulated that there was a ton of standing water. So they just flooded the, the basement with a bunch of koi fish. Cool. And then they went around eating all the larvae, so then they didn't have a mosquito problem. So you're saying we should introduce this invasive species to Minnesota, and we won't have any mosquitoes. 
Oh, absolutely. There's no reason we shouldn't just bring another uh, breed of or species into our ecosystem to kill the mosquitoes. And now, is, would there be anything that you would bring into Minnesota to make the mosquitoes go away, knowing full well that it could collapse other ecosystems? Well, the other day in the mail, I got this little package of seeds, and I'm pretty sure it kills mosquitoes. So I planted it all over. Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea. All right. Uh, there was a, this is a, this is another topic, but apparently a bunch of random unidentified seeds were being sent to people in the mail via Amazon. Yeah. And they all had, uh, they all had postmarks from China. And so the government basically wants to make sure that people are not planting invasive species that could affect the ecosystem. That, that is the joke. Thank you. Jokes are always funnier when you have to explain them. You're welcome, everyone. Ta-da! When I look at this, though, it just reminds me of urban exploring. because I, And I sent you the post so you can look at it. But this collapsed mall has such an incredible, like, broken-down, dystopian feel. Would you ever go urban exploring through something like this? I think younger me definitely would. Why would Current you not me now? Is, I don't know if I'm up on my tetanus shots. Are you one of them? Are you an anti-vax? No, I, I'm, I told you, I'm pro-vax. This place looks really cool, though. I, I think if you could somehow get it structurally safe, it would be a really cool attraction, like a park or something. I think it really could be. Could you imagine just taking one of those little, like, kayaky boats through here? Oh, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Feeding the fish while you do it? Yeah, that'd be so cool. Talk about bank, too. No shit, People man. would come from, come from miles around. Back to your question, though, I would probably introduce pandas to Minnesota. Ooh, what what value would they bring? What would they do? They'd be cute and cuddly. We get to look it. at them. That's it. That's it. Scott Scott <laughs> doesn't want black bears or brown bears. He doesn't want to look at the angry ones. He wants to look at the cute, cuddly ones and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm going on this hike. This is fine. Look at that panda over there. I don't need to run. <laughs> I'm gonna go take a nap." Yeah, I I don't think pandas attack humans naturally do they i know they're a bear but it's not like a black bear which is which is curious and you could probably scare away or a brown bear which is curious and will just eat you because you're there hey speaking of bears do you know where the name bear comes from there's this really incredible norse mythology around the name bear no i do not i was going to try and make a joke but i actually want to learn this okay so the I think this is incredibly fascinating. The The name bear. So in North, Norse mythology, the bear has always been considered the top of the food chain. Above humans, above everybody, the bear is the pinnacle of monstrous energy uh, destroyer of all. More so than like the lion in like... Our childhood, we always thought of like the lion as the king of the jungle. Nope, it has always been the bear. Okay. The name bear doesn't define that animal. It has become the defining word, but it was the equivalent of saying he who must not be named. Shut up. Yeah. So they used bear as the term to say the name of this thing will summon all of its greatness and evilness. You cannot speak it. It is the creature, the animal, the king. What What was the name? It has been lost to the history books. Serious? Because it was forbidden. It was illegal to be written down. 
punishable by death. So we do not know. All we know is that bear was written down as the defining thing to say we're not allowed to say the name. So now in in 2020, we just call it a bear. So I know for constellations like Ursa means bear, but that's in a different language. That's not in the ancient North rune language. Right. Okay. That's interesting. That's really cool. But it's somebody at some point must have said like, we need to give this a name. Like we need to say something instead of just like shaking our head and peeing ourselves. It, it, it just became known culturally as bear. Huh. Okay. If, if I can ever find the any, link, uh, I'll, I'll share it with you, but it's super fascinating. If necessary, probably. But speaking of hairy guys fighting each other, this week in gaming, or actually not in gaming, sorry. This week in asshole design, oh. it's about a game. So EA decided to add full-on commercials in the middle of gameplay in a $60 game, a.k.a. UFC, a I, month after its release. I so saw it this wasn't post. Yeah, so it wasn't talked about in reviews. So they there's this review period that every game has where people can go and review it and give it give it a score, make a recommendation. After that, after that period had passed, then they decided to introduce these live ads. What do you think about this, Willie? So for context, what happens is it's like a UFC fighting game and in between rounds, you'll get this little pop-up window that will, in this case, in the example that's posted on Reddit, it has a brief, like, one-second prompt for the show The Boys. from The Boys, Am- season two, now streaming. Which, by the way, fantastic show. So it pops up, it plays this little, like, blurb, go watch the show, and then it goes back to the fight. I don't necessarily know if it's as invasive as the post made it out to be. When I saw that What was this the week, ad again? Huh? What was the ad again? The Boys. Season two, now streaming. This episode brought to you by Alexa. Hey, Alexa, stream The Boys. Season two, now streaming. For somebody, that actually played, and I don't feel bad. (laughs) But that's that's kind of what this little game clip, this like 30-second game clip showed, and that's kind of how it felt. Like no matter if they were in a replay or right before the round is going to start, and uh, have you seen a UFC fight, like an official UFC fight, anything along those lines? No, really? but I'm assuming that this is probably similar, right? Like as it's cutting between like one round and the next, it'll play a little blurb of, of an ad and then go, right? Yeah. UFC fighting has always been heavily ad supported. Every single thing, every surface that they can find a place to stick an ad, very similar to soccer or NASCAR, they will, they will just put something on there if they can find a place to make money every single inch would be covered they'd put it on the fighters bodies i'm sure if they could but that's probably a couple years away so for me to see this this clip kind of made sense i'm like yeah that's exactly how ufc is is it invasive to maybe tailor the ad to what's currently going on because that that probably changes right that probably changes with yeah with the week or who's playing it at, at what point uh, in time, where in the country they are. It, it's, it's more invasive, I think, from this post that they added it on after the fact and they didn't tell anybody. Yeah, and, and that's typical. That's, honestly, that's typical EA. EA does some incredibly shitty things to pull money out of, out of their viewers, out of their game, the people who play the game. All right, I have two, two things that I want to bring up about this. FIFA games... 
they advertise those game like those teams have advertisements on their jerseys like it is in real life. You're used to it. Those companies a hundred percent are paying for that to be in this game. Sure, because if they weren't, do you think those uh, those jerseys would be in the game? No, it'd be some generic thing, right? You, and you, and people would be pissed. Of course. They would they'd be like, I don't want to play this team that's generic soccer team in in the UK. Like they you just don't want to do that. They want yeah, to play. They don't with- want to see a soccer team with, with the words fly am I rights instead of Emirates. <laughs> okay. Accurate. <laughs> The, uh, the other thing I think about, and this is where I have an unpopular opinion, a $60 game is not expensive. For the work that these developers put in to creating these games year over year, I don't think $60 is enough to justify the ongoing work and support they put into it. Because a game today is an ongoing experience that can live for years. With Yeah, they... They have the games as a service model now, right? Yeah. So I, I just, I fundamentally, and this is somebody who has to still pay for the same games. I think that there's like what Microsoft is doing to have their gaming experience is the right path, is the next chapter in what gaming should look like, where you pay a monthly amount and you get access to all of these games and all of their content. I think that is a better experience. So if EA wants to throw an ad into a game for 60 bucks, so that you only have to pay 60 bucks and maybe you don't have to pay 80 or 100 bucks and we can still provide you ongoing support. I'm kind of okay with it. I would agree with you on there just because I think the video game model has been uh, antiquated. Everybody's used to a system that was set up before online, mm-hmm. before multiplayer existed. It was you got a cartridge, put it in, that was all the content you got. What, what does a sequel look like? It looks like another cartridge or another disc. And now, with the games as a service model, you can, you can get that $60 content right now, and we can feed you the rest, or, or not necessarily the rest, maybe more of the game, the game that you want, the game that you enjoy and love, for less money and at different intervals. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to order it online. It's just you wake up, and hopefully you're console or pc has downloaded that content and you're ready to play so it's a service on both ends and yes games are extremely expensive to make we have no idea how many developers how many servers how many hours and offices exist when it comes to making these fantasies that we get to live out and enjoy for for i don't know years right how long has destiny been out destiny is i think approaching year nine or ten how crazy is that? And that's and that's and, something they planned. Yeah, and they're on they're on Destiny 2. If we went with the old school Nintendo 64 or PlayStation 2 model, we should be on De- we should be on Destiny 9. It's it's crazy to think how quickly it's changed in the past decade, but they certainly haven't done a really great job explaining how things have to change. So I I am sh- sure that's why this type of post exists. It's really interesting to me that that there can be so much hate for something like this. But in this world, money speaks volumes. And people, people, especially with EA, have chosen to put their money where their mouth is. And they've gotten certain games in the past to be fully boycotted. They got uh, a Star Wars game, Battlefront, 
to essentially like, Battlefront. to to go the way of the dinosaurs because people said we're going to boycott this game. So there's there's power in decision making from the people, and it it leads me down this path of uh, something else that's been happening, a big trend that Reddit has been doing this week, where they've branched outside of just the the platform, just the website Reddit. Scott, this week, Reddit started doing what? They started an initiative or a campaign, if you will, called Up the Vote. So Up the Vote is essentially Reddit purchasing physical billboard space in the real world. And here's an example. This one is from RPix. It says, just caught this in Houston, caught me by surprise. It's a post of a bumblebee with a cat face photoshopped on it. It has 129,000 upvotes, and it says, if Reddit votes were real votes, this cat bee could have been a Texas U.S. House of Representative. Cat bees. Classic Reddit. It is classic Reddit. Here's, an- here's another image. I'll post this image in the in the show notes. It says, this vaporwave art on Reddit got more votes than it took to win an Illinois state house seat in 2008, which, guess how many votes it is? Is it only a couple hundred? Oh, it's so much smaller than that. 49. 65 votes was the difference of a House of Representatives seat in 2018. So if 65 people had come out, there might have been a tie. If 66 people had come out, it could have swung the other way. It's not a lot of people. I'm, I'm all for this. I am totally here for this, for Reddit using its platform. And it's a mega platform, right? I don't have the data in front of me here of how many people, but it is a worldwide global platform. And for them to use their power in, in a positive way, because they're not, they're not saying vote for X, vote for Y. They're just saying, get out there and do your civic duty. Get as many people out there voting for the left, for the right, for the middle, whoever, the flying spaghetti monster, just throw your vote on that piece of paper, on that ballot so that we can have an engaged public. I, I'm looking at a statistic of turnout for voters, people who are eligible to vote and who voted in the United States. This past election in 2016, what do you think the percent, this is according to Reddit, voter turnout, or not? I'm sorry, not Reddit, Wikipedia. So I'm not going to link it in the notes. Just go to Wikipedia. What do you think the percent of people who are eligible to vote actually voted four years ago? Ooh, I know it was, it was, it was low. I don't know if it was historically low, but my guess is 36%. According to this, it says 55.5%. That's a lot higher than I was expecting. Voter turnout at 55%. That's not a number we should be proud of. That's, I mean, it's like every other person decided to go vote. Yeah, that means that. That's half of our republic, half of our democracy just said, nah. You guys figured out. Yeah. So if you're if you're able to this fall, regardless of what it is, to Scott's point, we're going to get off of our platform today, but we're going to continue to hound you because make a goddamn difference. But if you have a minute to go on to Reddit and upvote that picture of a bee cat because it's freaking adorable, then yes, spend a couple hours, go wait in line, throw your mask on, put on some headphones and go make a difference. Do a little research on who's running in your area and and make a choice. Just 
If we can get those numbers up to wow, 70%, how good does that look? That means that the public knows what's going on and actually cares. The last time we hit 70% voter turnout was in 1900. It'd be really interesting to see what the U.S. population was in 1900. Well, according to this, the the furthest back this chart goes, so this is where I find it a little deceiving. In 1900, there was a vast amount of people in the United States that were not allowed to vote. So whatever the population was, that oh yeah, the people that were allowed to vote versus so 70 percent is so maybe those numbers would have been a little skewed right yeah okay but in 1932 apparently there was 75.8 million eligible voters and they had just under 40 million people turn up to vote okay hmm i guess it'd be really really interesting to go to when when everybody had the first eligibility or had the right to vote finally and see what the what the turnout was that very first year what was women when did women's suffrage happen well according to the internet it looks like it happened in we are we're we're terrible civic civic people uh 1965 is the no 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 june 4th 1919 passed by congress ratified on august 18th 1920 the 19th Amendment granted women the right to vote. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to read this to you. Before the ratification of the 19th Amendment in 1920, individual states had passed legislation that allowed women to vote in different types of elections. Some only allowed women to vote in school or mun- or municipal elections. Some uh-huh. required that women owned property if they wanted to vote. And some territories extended full suffrage to women only to take it away once they became states. Although legally entitled to vote, black women were effectively denied voting rights in numerous southern states until 1965. That is terrible. So let's go to the 1968 election where 60.7% of people turned out. Let's beat that. That's a, that's a simple expectation. Let's beat 60%. 60%. Man, we've we've had it good here, but not everybody has had it good here. We kind of, yeah, 1960, that was only what? Oh, God, Scott's doing math. I think, I think yeah, I think every year is 2,000. So, let's see, 40, it's 20, so it's, yeah, it's like almost 80 years ago. Oh, yeah, that's it, people. <laughs> our parents were uh, just being born. Shit. Sometimes it's, it's, it's right to say, like, yeah, we sucked for a long time, and that's okay, you know? As long as we continue to move forward and get better. Progress. So Reddit's got their Up the Vote initiative. How about we start our own? All right, follow along with me, Willie. Uh Uh-huh. We start our own called Beat 60. And I'm sorry if this next part is triggering, but we're going to find a functioning circus that's still around. We're going to go open up that clown car and... We're just going to beat the fuck out of every fucking... Every clown that comes out of that damn car. There's going to be... There's going to be more than 60. So that last motherfucker needs to watch as I slowly decay all of those until they're and Wait a minute. You didn't you didn't is is that not is that what we're doing? Jesus, dude. I was just going to go register them all to vote. Oh. Hey all you lovely lurkers. Thanks for tuning in this week. We really appreciate you listening and we want to hear from you. So, If you want to reach out to us on any of our social media, 
and or send us on electronic mail, reach out to us on Twitter at sub for that on Instagram sub for that on our Gmail sub for that podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get up close and personal, we've got some private Twitters for you to reach out at. You can follow Scott on Twitter. That's Scott Garola. Or you can follow me on Twitter at WildMN293. And for the gaming crew, we've got a little bit for you as well. Follow Willie on Twitch at... Twitch.tv slash That's Wildman. And no matter what you're into, just remember... There's a something that... that.